Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my co-host, sister, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I've I've been on the hunt today. Oh. We have a a family recipe for a huckleberry cheesecake. And if you guys... I've never had huckleberries. Well, then you probably don't live in the mountains, but <laughs> probably not in the Northwest. <laughs> yep. And we always pick huckleberries in the summer and save them for huckleberry cheesecake for the holidays because that's what our grandma did. All our grandmas mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And there is uh, the pie glaze you use is Danish dessert. Mm-hmm. And that has gotten nearly impossible to find. Right. Cause it's an old thing. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not really jello. It's kind of a pie glaze. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a I tried glaze. to use jello to make it into a pie glaze recently, and it was a freaking disaster. It was <laughs> terrible and a horrible waste and abuse <laughs> of precious huckleberries. That's so, the thing. You save them for the holidays because that's about all you've got is oh, enough. Yeah. Well, you can pick all day and get a few cups. I mean, it's oh my gosh, <laughs> it's big doings. Yeah. They're tiny, you know. So anyway, but finally, third store, we finally found Danish dessert. I bought enough to get through at least the holidays, maybe a little more because, uh, good Lord. Anyway, yeah. so success. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm excited. I know I've gone looking for it before, too, and realized that there might come a time when you have to actually order it online because stores just don't carry it as much as they used to. Someone dropped the ball because I was supposed to order it online. You can get it on Amazon. Oh, yeah. And I forgot. And one of the kids said today, you ordered that, right? And I went, oh, no. No, <laughs> no I did not. I am in so yeah. much trouble. Mm-hmm. But we found it so all as well. So serious first world mm-hmm. problems there. But, you know. Well, it's important, though, when it comes to the holidays, you know, you have your stuff you make. You got to you gotta have it. I'm amazed with our kids how much, like, the stuff that they see as a tradition you know, and sometimes it's things that I'm like, that's a tradition we have. We've done that like twice. And they're like, no, we always do that, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah. And then this is one of those traditions that I. But Huckleberry Cheesecake has been, I mean, that's generations mm-hmm. and generations in our family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When our grandma Jealous died. I won't get any this year. Sorry. I know. When our grandma died, uh, she died in June. So it was not anywhere near picking Huckleberry season. And some very mm. sweet cousins of ours showed up to the luncheon with sheet pans of huckleberry cheesecake. Oh, it, it was, was so sweet. Yeah, I will never forget how kind that was. And they yeah. were like, this is, we knew you guys would want this. And this is our best memory of Aunt Betty. And it was just mm-hmm. so sweet kind of them. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was very sweet. Yeah, because that was the thing, man. If you were going to have something really good, Grandma was an excellent cook, but this was the big thing. Mm-hmm. And it was it was such a special thing because you only got it once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just marveled at the fact that they had huckleberries in their freezer, right? <laughs> because Some the huckleberries come on the impressive, yeah, in August. So those were mm-hmm. a year old, and they still they, had they some, hadn't been making them. Never happened at my house. Yeah, Mm-mm. no, 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 no. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. I'm fine. <laughs> no, cool. Well, good. I'm excited. I'm glad. And you how are you feeling? I am doing okay. You know, I'm working on the coronavirus here and every day is a little different and weird. Um, I don't know, have this weird feeling like I feel like I could lift a car at the same time that I feel like I've been beat with a crowbar. 
Mm-hmm. Um, someone suggested to me that that might actually be from the antibody infusion that I had on Sunday. Yeah. That, that, that might be what's creating this weird, like high energy feeling. Well, yeah, you've got all those little soldiers in there going to town. I guess so. Cause yeah, I do feel kind of strange that way. Um, although we will benefit from it in a great way because yesterday I put all of that energy into building us a brand new website for yes, True Crime Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we try to share our links and we try to, you know, get um, case suggestions and stuff like that. And it's gotten hard because we have so much and we have so many mm-hmm. suggestions and they're in so many different places. And so I built us a brand new beautiful website. Please go mm-hmm. visit it. It is called truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. You can watch all our shows there. You can listen to all our shows there. You can also just click a link to go where you need to go to get a reading with me or with Katie. Mm-hmm. You can just click a link to go pick up a t-shirt because we do have merch. Yep. And you can click a link to go check out our Patreon and see if you would like to sponsor us on Patreon where you get extra bonus content. There are extra shows over there that nobody's seen unless you sponsor us. They're the only people that have seen them and heard them. Yeah. And so you can join our newsletter and we're going to start sending out some updates and some things like if we're going to do a series on something, we're going to let you know it's coming, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom of the page is a little form you can fill out to suggest a case. We we love case suggestions. Please send us unsolved cases because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And if you have sent us a case and we haven't covered it yet, please send it there. We're going to ask that all case suggestions now go through our website because yeah. they're on social media. They're in all our YouTube com- comments. They're in our DMs. Um, it's getting hard to keep track of them. And we we love doing uh, suggested cases. We're actually doing one today. And we wanted to make it easier for everybody. So if we haven't covered something you wanted us to cover and it's an unsolved case, please go send us a message at our website and you can tell us what you want us to do. Yep. And then it'll be all organized together in one inbox. And it'll be so easy for us to keep track and, and do those cases because we love doing the cases you guys suggest. Yeah. Absolutely. And just go check out the website because it's cool. I'm it's just going like, to toot my own horn for a minute. It turned oh, out really good. You did a fantastic job. It looks so Thank good. You. I've built it's quite so a few websites. But I think this is the best one I've ever done. Uh-huh. It's great. And I was on COVID brain the whole time. So I yeah. don't know. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> is it better? No, it's not. It's not better to have coronavirus. It is Overall, not. I'm going to say no. <laughs> well, let's get to this case. So this is a case yeah. that was requested by a listener. So thank you. And this is the case of Roseanne Marie Stone Pleasant. Now, she's been missing since roughly October 1st, 1992 from Spokane, Washington. Okay. There's not a lot about her and there's not a lot about this case except for on like the Doe Network and um, the Charlie Project, some of those. And I'll tell you why. And this just burns me and it makes me angry. And so it's one reason why I wanted to do this case and talk about it is because she was known to be a sex worker and to have a problem with drugs at the time that she disappeared. And it does seem as though women in a situation like that just sort of become a throwaway. There isn't even a wiki on her and on her disappearance. I mean, I don't think anybody tried very hard at all to find her. And she's been missing since 1992. Yeah. And and, and let me tell you about her. And then let me tell you about what happened to her daughter. And this is why this is horrifying to me. 
that no one pays any attention because now there's a child who's also dead in this yeah. situation. Oh, wow. So let me tell you what the, the bit that we know. This is a cold read for Katie. And so, Katie, I'm going to tell you what we know. And then why don't you read it for us and tell us what you think happened? Okay. She was last seen at a convenience store in Spokane, Washington on September 29th of 1992. So somewhere between September 29th and October 1st is when they believe that she went missing. Okay. First or second sentence of every single thing I have read points out that she was involved in prostitution and drugs. Yeah. Before they say anything else about her, like, for example, that she had a daughter who was nine. Oh. No, no, not nine. No, no, two. Two. Two at the time that she went missing. A two-year-old daughter. Yeah. Way, way more important than that, the prostitution. And the how many times have we seen the victims being villainized? And it's just, it is permission to law enforcement. It's permission to society to not care. Yeah. It, it is. And it makes me really, really angry. And that's why we're going to cover more of these cases and we're going to talk about these situations because mm -hmm. this is not right, especially no. when I tell you what happened to her little girl. Now, a few months prior to Roseanne going missing, a friend of hers had been shot and killed who was also a prostitute. Okay. Scary. So a week before she went, dis went missing or disappeared, she called her brother in Arizona and said that she was concerned for her safety. And that she was planning to move south, which I think meant toward him because she was in Washington. He was in Arizona with uh, three of her four children. And then about a week later, she disappeared. Um, for a while, it was thought that she might have been the victim of a serial killer because a serial killer had been active in that time frame in Spokane who was killing prostitutes. That's really all we know about any investigation into her death at all. So nine years later, in October of 1999, uh, Roseanne's daughter, Valerie, disappears. Oh. She had been living with her father, Brad Jackson, who was Roseanne's boyfriend at the time of her disappearance. Okay. They had a difficult relationship. I shouldn't say that. They had an abusive relationship. He was arrested for hitting her. They broke up after Valerie's birth. Um, they were kind of still around each other. He was granted custody, and she was given supervised visitation at the time. Um, again, you know, he was an abuser, but he got custody. Right. So she disappeared a week before Valerie turned two. Mm -hmm. So they lived, Brad and Valerie lived with Brad's parents. And we're living with Brad's parents when she disappeared in 1999. He said, Brad said that she had vanished from the front yard of their home. Um, they, the police didn't believe him. They didn't mm -hmm. believe him at all. And they put a GPS tracker on his truck and followed him for a while until mm -hmm. he actually went to the burial site and they found yep. Valerie's remains. Yep. He was arrested and charged with murdering her. Um, he claimed she died from an accidental overdose of Paxil, which is an antidepressant that she had been prescribed for behavioral problems. She was nine 
And by the way, Paxil. Who the hell would put a nine-year-old on Paxil? Paxil was not approved for children. I'm not sure oh. it even still is approved. I'm not sure that it is now. Um, he Did says she that she have a prescription. Like, was that verified? We don't know. I don't know. There's so little here about the actual verification of the, um, of the actual like investigation. I will say that there was blood on her bedding, and there was pubic hair of his on her bed. Oh, so yeah, that sounds like an overdose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he says that he panicked and tried to conceal her death and buried her. Um, the police believed that he actually smothered her and he was convicted of murdering her and was sentenced to 56 years in prison, which but why wasn't he investigated for killing Roseanne? Well, it was pretty much always the th the belief that he did, but it just didn't seem that anybody gave a damn enough to even know. Mm -hmm. He did, and I don't think she's buried all that far away from where her daughter was buried. Yeah. I feel like that's why he <clears throat> killed, or not why he, but when he killed the daughter, he, this had already worked once. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. absolutely he absolutely killed Roseanne. Yeah, he did. I have no doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. He was considered a, a, you know, a suspect in her case. And he was the last person to see her before she disappeared. Imagine. Um, he refused to cooperate with the police. And that was just pretty much the end of it. God. Um, you know, as Roseanne's brother said, she was terrified of him. He'd, she'd mm -hmm. called him and said that. Um. So he worked construction, Brad did. And so mm -hmm. some people believe that he might have put her into the uh, foundation of a building or, you know, had other, you know, means to have buried her somewhere. Mm -hmm. They did um, reopen her disappearance after her daughter was murdered, um, but no charges have ever been filed. It never went anywhere. They did. Her family did hold a double memorial service for her and her daughter at the same time. Um, I think the family just felt like they needed some kind of closure at that well, point. I mean, at that point, she'd been gone a long time. Yeah, she'd been gone. She'd already been gone seven years at this point. But this is why, first of all, she was a human being and had a right to be investigated. And I mean, obviously, her killer was standing right in front of them. Yeah. But yeah. also, it left her being gone, left this two-year-old child with this abusive man who seven mm -hmm. years later killed her, obviously had been molesting her before that yeah. and then murdered her. Yeah. It's just sick. It makes me really angry. It makes me angry at law enforcement. It makes me angry at our society. Mm -hmm. We think it's okay to um, allow something like this to go on and for yeah. so little to be done, so little attempt at all to solve her disappearance. Yeah. These were just and also that, like to protect her child. Yep. Well, to use a phrase I really hate, these were looked at like white trash people and they didn't really care. Well, Roseanne was black. Really care, was she? Mm -hmm. If Roseanne these were Brad the, was white. If these were the, you know, the mayor's children, there would have right. been every effort made. I mean, they just these people mm -hmm. just they were yep. low rent. They didn't care. That is so disgusting. It's it's I, a horrifying case. Horrifying. It, it was not the serial killer, though I do feel like, uh, you know, obviously that was a problem at the time. 
that was an easy cop out, you know, yeah, to, to just blame it there. But I really believe that her body was buried. I don't think she's in cement. I wondered about that too, but I don't, that doesn't hit for me. I feel like she's buried in, in dirt in not too far from where her daughter's buried was buried. I feel like they could have exhumed her and found her if they tried hard enough that she wasn't that far from there. Yeah. If somebody had actually cared, they might've found her as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I At think least they like, put like, him away for 56 years, which I imagine will probably be life for him. Yeah. Um, so at least he can't hurt anybody else, but how unfortunate. I mean, if they had cared at all, the authorities had cared at all to uh, solve her disappearance, that child would not have been exposed to this man for all those years. Which, by the way, would not have been his parents' home. No. They enabled the hell out of him. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like they may do know what happened to Roseanne. That, Mm -hmm. you know, they've enabled his shit for his whole life. And This is just more of the same. It is. It is. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It feels very much like they have just enabled him all his life. And yeah. I mean, he was molesting her and killed her under their roof. Yep. You can't tell me they didn't know something. Yeah. No, they did. Yeah. They just did. Sick. Dad was just totally turned off and oblivious. Not oblivious, but just didn't want anything to do with any of it. Mom was actively cleaning up his messes, making excuses for him, you know. Yeah. Just, yep, that, that's who they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel you. I thank you for that read on that. That's that's where I went with it as well. Um, I don't think it was a big stretch to that's know who killed her. about it is that this is exactly what it looks like. There's no twist here. Mm-mm. It was None. Him. And this was over her wanting to move. I feel like she had finally told him that she was planning on moving and wanted to get out of there. And I I feel like there was some question with her whether she could take Valerie or if she couldn't. Mm -hmm. But she was going to try. I feel like she kind of thought she might end up actually having to leave her there for a few years. But she was going to try. And so she had posed that to him that she was planning on moving closer to her brother. She had to get out of there. And needed a fresh start, and that she now, wanted I will to take tell you, with She's her. got three other kids, and I yeah. don't know where they are. Nothing that I read on this addresses the fact that there are other children. Dad, I don't know what I happened to them. Feel like there's two other dads, and that they all ended up with dads or grandparents. Mm. I mean, she had a rough time. She did. Mm-hmm. She did. But did she deserve this? No, of course not. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, this one just really lit a fire under me. I knew it would you too. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the, um, things I want us to take on in the next while here on the show are some of the, um, missing and murdered indigenous women. Yes. It's the same concept that mm-hmm. the authorities don't give a damn about these cases. No. about these people, about these human beings. And, you right. know, this case, I think, is a great illustration of those kinds of situations. And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe we can give a voice to some more of this, these kinds Absolutely. of cases. Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's a mess because what's happening is that we have all of these men coming into work on reservations, working in 
construction or working in oil and or they come to towns that are very near reservations they come onto the res and they commit a crime you know like raping and killing women which has just been rampant in indigenous women and the reservation police have very few resources and have absolutely not had the the help. They haven't had the federal government's support in helping them to get involved. And the feds need to be involved. And that actually, Trump signed a bill, I don't know, about a year ago to help address this. Um, Mm -hmm. It was kind of a flowery. Yeah, it was more of a teeth in it. Yeah, we're going to work on this, but it wasn't a really give anybody any power or money to work on it kind of situation. But what I'm reading is that there's actually that there's a reform coming to that bill that's really going to, or it was an executive order, I think, actually. But anyway, then there was a bill signed from that that uh, did put some teeth in it. So anyway, there's supposed to be some help coming on that front. But yeah, in the meantime, so many missing and, and murdered Indigenous women and girls and the people who do it are just you know, coming into town, working for a little while, committing a crime like this, and then just waltzing off into the sunset because there's no resources to find out who did it. Yeah. Yeah. But so I I think that covering those cases is really important. I also think all of us demanding change, you know, keeping an eye on these cases and on these things and being a part of the solution as far as demanding better legislation and better support is really, really important to get a handle on this. It is. It is. Well, and actually, so Valerie's uncle, Mm -hmm. so this was Roseanne's sister. Wait. Roseanne's brother. Valerie's uncle and Roseanne's sister. uh, They spearheaded the Valerie Jackson Act. Uh, that would it, impose stricter penalties for the murder of children. And so they did get involved. Her family right. got involved. But it was, you know, on the on the part of the child, which, you know, not yeah. that this wasn't a horrible thing, but it but you know, the the child case got attention, got cared right. about. Yeah. But what about Roseanne? Right. You know? Roseanne also didn't deserve this and deserved mm. her death to be solved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Still does. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we took this one on. It's good. It's good to give any of these cases a signal boost. And recently I said that on the show and one of you guys asked, what does a signal boost mean? Well, a signal Mm -hmm. boost is just that, putting more energy, more attention into a case, getting more people talking about it. Anytime we can elevate a case that uh, deserves more of a light of day, maybe with the right person, you know. Yeah. You just never know. True crime podcasts have solved crimes before oh absolutely hearing some information that that you know makes them think of something that they didn't remember before or whatever Mm -hmm. so it's it's really you know it's not just that we you know enjoy the stories and the covering of this and empathy for the victims and it it is also you know elevating cases like this to help to get them solved the more people talk about them Mm -hmm. you know the more attention they have the more likely they are to get some of the right attention absolutely yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our offering for today. So yeah. thank you guys for being here with us. And of course, check out our new website, true crime paranormal podcast.com. Everything is there. And if you want to suggest some cases to us, please do that through the forum there. 
we really enjoy doing the cases that you recommend and we try to get to as many of them as we can. You bet. So thanks awesome. for being here with us. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.